Maybe these kids are learning something in college. Well, wait, let me correct that. Maybe these kids are actually learning something useful in college. Because as you guys know, most of these woke U campuses across America, they have turned into indoctrination centers. Instead of teaching our young people about world history or Accounting 101, professors at Woke U, they are teaching students how to be victims. They are indoctrinating them into the religion of wokeism. When I saw this story last night with Flaw J. Johnson, it gave me a little bit of hope. Maybe, just maybe, these kids are learning something in college that will benefit them. Louisiana State University, more commonly known as LSU, they seem to be at least teaching economics as well as common sense. Let's pretend for one second that you are 21 years old again. You stumble upon a gimmick, something creative, and you become a social media influencer. You're living the dream. You're making a nice six-figure income. Companies are booking you for sponsorship deals, flying you around the country in private jets. You're ordering Singapore and lobster, you're staying in five-star hotels, life is good, but in the back of your mind, you know this is only temporary. A couple of years later, the gimmick gets stale. Instead of staying in the Four Seasons, you're renting rooms by the hour at the Red Roof Inn, where the rats are more prominent than the tenants. Instead of private jets, it's the Greyhound bus. Forget about Singapore and lobster. You're dining on the Dave Ramsey specialty. Beans and rice, rice and beans. That pretend scenario, this would be a culture shock to a kid in their early 20s, right? Hell, it would be a culture shock to just about anybody. We're talking about a massive lifestyle change, but for star players in women's college basketball, which we refer to as professional basketball here on the channel, for star players, that pretend scenario, it is very similar to what they experience going from professional basketball to the WNBA. We have been talking about this for a while now here on the channel. There is absolutely no incentive for these young women to leave professional basketball to apply for an entry-level position in the WNBA dump. Caitlin Clark, she's often asked about this, but she doesn't really give a, for lack of a better word, she doesn't give what I would call a truthful answer. And when I say that, I'm not saying that Caitlin Clark is lying about it. I think she is just too nice to speak the real truth. When Caitlin Clark is asked about leaving Iowa early to become a rookie trash engineer in the WNBA, she will often respond by saying, I haven't really thought much about it. I enjoy playing in Iowa. I love it here in the boonies. I'll think about my future when the season's over. It's your typical PR answer. It's the answer that Caitlin Clark was probably taught to give when she went through media training, which is fine. That's fine. There is nothing wrong with her answer. But let's just be real here. If Caitlin Clark could spend the entirety of her career playing basketball at the University of Iowa, she would do it. If the NCAA didn't force her to leave, she would play the next 10 or 15 years in Iowa. Why? Because there's no incentive for her to enter the WNBA dump. Yesterday, we finally had a young woman who plays basketball at the professional level speak the truth about the WNBA. Flage Johnson is a remarkable young woman. In terms of mainstream recognition, she often gets overshadowed by the star power of Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese, but this young woman is killing it. She's the third highest paid player in women's sports. Only two players making more money than Flage are Olivia Dunn and Angel Reese. She's got endorsement deals. She has a decent career as a rapper. Now, 
I don't really like her music, and that's nothing against her, though. I think it's more of a generational thing. I like listening to the rap music that I grew up listening to instead of the garbage these kids are putting out today. But that's besides the point. Flange Johnson is doing well for herself at LSU. Problem is... For these young women at the collegiate level, unless something drastically changes in the next few years, their career, their earning power, it peaks in their early 20s. For some reason, this issue doesn't seem to get talked about very much throughout the media, but yesterday, Flange Johnson spoke to Fox News about the hesitance of young women to join the WNBA. Believe it or not, She's not overly concerned about the money. She's not worried about her contract, her salary in the WNBA. Compared to what she is making at the professional level at LSU, the dump, they can only offer her pennies on the peso. Flage Johnson's concerned about the same thing that current WNBA players are constantly whining about. She told Fox News, I'm treated like a professional in college. Once you reach the WNBA level, you're not treated like a professional anymore. This is why I keep saying, for women, college basketball is professional basketball. Not only because the product on the court is significantly better, the players are also treated like professional athletes. Truth is, these young women are actually living a fairy tale lifestyle in college, while WNBA players, they are living in the real world. If the women's basketball program at LSU was operating like an actual business, they would be out of business. Last year, the year LSU won the national championship in women's college basketball, program lost $8 million. The only reason players like Angel Reese and Flaugé Johnson are given the luxury to stay in five-star hotels and fly around the country in private jets, only reason for that is because the football team is footing the bill. Remember that whole equity thing in college a few years ago? Where there was this push for female athletes to receive equal treatment to male athletes. You guys remember that? This is the result. Which, fine, fine. LSU has plenty of money, but the WNBA doesn't. Even with the dump being heavily subsidized by the NBA, they are still losing millions of dollars every year. Historically, WNBA loses about $10 million a season. They haven't released updated financials in quite some time, which leads me to believe that even with all the additional funding, even with the influx of sympathy money from corporate sponsors who felt the need to atone for their white privilege by donating charity money to the dump, even with the massive surge in funding, I think the WNBA is still losing money. Why? Because if they generated a single peso in profit for the first time in their three decades of existence, it would be headline news throughout the media. It would be on the front page of ESPN. WNBA, they would be boasting about their success on social media. Mainstream media, they would use that single peso in profit to claim that the WNBA is exploding in popularity. To her credit, Flaugé Johnson said it would take time for the WNBA to get to the point where they can afford luxury accommodations. Now, when current dump divers complain about the accommodations, they expect to have them now, immediately, and those demands are just unrealistic. It's not like WNBA Commissioner Kathy Engelbert is some evil, greedy boss. It's not like she is sitting on a pot of golden cucumbers and keeping them all for herself. If Kat Engelbert had an overstock of golden cucumbers, I'm sure she would be willing 
willing to share with her employees. Of course, a lot of these players in the WNBA would complain about it. They wouldn't want the cucumber, they prefer the peach. There is a reason, though, young women like Flaugé Johnson want to continue living in the fantasy world of college instead of joining the real world in the WNBA. I mean, who can blame them? Let's compare professional basketball to the WNBA. LSU. They are averaging over 11,000 fans a game, which is about 85% capacity. Caitlin Clark, she's an anomaly. She's selling out games at home and on the road. Average attendance in the dump last year, just over 6,000. Some of these teams are playing in arenas the size of a high school gym. The Atlanta Dreamers, their arena is so small, it looks like they are playing at the local YMCA. Average salary in the WNBA, 147000 a year. Now, dump divers. They think they are being underpaid. Judging by their ratings on television, they seem to be overpaid. If I remember correctly, when Jersey Shore was in its prime on MTV, think the cast was being paid something like $100,000 an episode. They were pulling six, seven, sometimes eight million viewers. WNBA, they are lucky to average 400,000. You would have to combine months worth of WNBA games just to equal one episode of Jersey Shore in its prime. At the professional level, Flaugé Johnson's making over a million dollars every year. Now, I would imagine that most of her earnings are coming from sponsorship deals. Why is she getting those sponsorship deals? Because she is receiving a lot of mainstream exposure. That level of exposure decreases dramatically once she is forced to enter the WNBA. If that happens, there's really no incentive for sponsors to continue paying her top dollar. Like I said earlier, the accommodations, they are also better in college. Right now, Flaugé Johnson, she's staying in five-star hotels while WNBA players are lucky to double up in rooms at the Holiday Inn Express. Now, the Holiday Inn, that's quality accommodations in the WNBA. Sometimes they are sleeping in double-wide trailers on the road. Kat Engelbert, she likes to call that a hotel on wheels. This saves Kat money when teams are on the road. Instead of having to pay for transportation, WNBA players, they can simply wake up in the morning, drive their hotel room to the YMCA for the game later that night. College players, they are flying to games on private jets. WNBA players, they are walking through commercial airports where they are completely unrecognized by other passengers. Some players, they have to work as flight attendants during the flight. The lucky players are given seats in coach. The exposure is exponentially higher at the college level. Last Saturday, LSU's game drew 570,000 viewers on ESPN. Now, I wouldn't call that a great number. Caitlin Clark drew almost 900,000 on FS1 in the same time slot, but 570,000, that is still better than what they're drawing in the WNBA. During the playoffs last year, the dump only averaged 470,000. I could keep going, but you guys get the point. There is no incentive for these young women to leave college to enter the WNBA. Flaugé Johnson, she was just the first one willing to admit it publicly. The WNBA, they don't treat their players like professionals because their players aren't generating revenue. It's really that simple. But give me your thoughts on this. Flaugé Johnson calls out the WNBA for not treating players like professionals. Is there really any incentive for young women to leave college basketball for the WNBA? I mean, if I were them, I would be trying to fail my classes, hoping to get an extra year of eligibility. 
Honestly, if these women's programs were treated like an actual business, they would not be flying around on private jets, but you know, that's a topic for another video. We actually might get into that next month once financials for the season are released by the NCAA. I'm interested to see how many of these women's basketball programs are actually making money. But anyway, give me your thoughts. Sound off in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share the video. I appreciate your support. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. KC underscore BTL84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys later.